Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Polish people posing as Frenchmen. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, why don't you tell the good people what we watched? We watched Three Colors, colon, Red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We Trey Colors, Rogue. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, Tyler, this is a special day. You know, it's always a special day when we're in Cody's corner, but today's even more so. This may be... Do you realize, Tyler, what what we just witnessed, you know? I'll tell we're you out what. here. No, I'm no, no. All right. I'm not done. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this. You're out here. We're always out here watching series for your little Tyler's trash. All right. And whenever it happens, it's like, well, there's only 12 movies. Let's just watch them. And they get successively worse. Then there's one kind of good one. And then it ends really bad. You know, yeah. This may be the first Cody movie, you know, slash indie film trilogy. All right. This is an independent film that is a trilogy. This is unheard of. It's amazing. It's a special day. Tyler, what were you going to say? I was going to say, just to be clear to everybody, mostly to you, Cody, I did not read that, like... I just knew the title of this movie in French, right? That's what I need you to know. I didn't like read the Whoa. actual title. I knew nice. I knew the words in French, Cody. Tyler, you're so cultured. What? Okay. Now, what inspired you to learn the language of our greatest nemesis? Um, girls think French is uh, sexy, so I learned French. I used Ooh. to be fairly I don't think I was fluent yet. I was, I if I'd kept doing it for another year, I'd probably have been fluent. I was conversational. I could carry mm-hmm. on a conversation in French and understand like 99% of what people were saying. Fascinating. You know, what's interesting is that speaking Spanish, I can read French with like 60% comprehension mm-hmm. just because they share all the same roots. And then once you kind of realize like, oh, right, vu is like two. And, you know, once you start to realize all the things that, translate you can understand um the romance language interchangeably just looking at them pretty well it's kind of yeah. cool i used to be able to understand spanish <coughs> almost perfectly mm-hmm. and it's really fallen off i don't hear it as often you know but. Mm-hmm. it's interesting too because like i know a lot of weebs a lot of dorks nerds if you will who are like oh yeah i learned japanese from watching anime which i find very difficult i've learned maybe three words from watching um anime in Japanese, but watching this, I was like, oh, between my knowledge of English and Spanish, watching it with English subtitles while they're speaking the French, like I'm connecting all these words, you know, I feel like I could probably do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, if you understand is, the root. I don't like a lot of French movies, you know? So that's the big hurdle, you know? First off, how dare you? Second off, you're right. Now, if we could get some French anime in here, <laughs> now we might, you know, that might get us somewhere. Can you Technically imagine? Technically speaking, well, can you Cody, imagine like, Baguette man, you know, what would it be? How would it go? You're such a fool. You're such a a fool. And you're, you're, you're. First off, I believe we both know it's pronounced anime. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, do you want to tell the good people what this movie is about? Uh, 
Cody, I would love to. Okay, let me tell you about this movie. This is a movie about a bunch of people, and they're all speaking French. Um, yes. And they're all going around, and there's stuff going on, and it's, you know, it's slice of life, you know? It's just a slice of life, (laughs) (laughs) rom-com, dramedy, or whatever, with a bunch of just outrageous violence towards dogs. That's that's what it is, okay? (laughs) Here's the thing, what I've learned as a professional movie critic is that when a movie critic or like a reviewer or something's like, oh, it's a nice slice of life, that means... You have no idea what the movie was about. You have no idea. You sat there and at the end went like, what happened? What was going on? Is this just a week in the person's life? The slice of life. When there's no point to the movie, when the movie could have been made, not been made, and affected nothing either way. Mm. You know, excellent point, sir. I mean, I look, how dare you, but also great job. Do you look? I'll tell you what this this is what it is. I'll tell you what it's about. Here's the moral. Don't trust weather reporters. That's the moral (laughs) of the story. Yeah. No, weather people in general are bad and charlatans. How are you going to tell me you know what's going to happen? Nobody knows the future. They're dabbling in witchcraft. They need to get out of here. If you're a weather person, you know, turn off the pod right now. All right. Turn off the pod. Drop your phone on the ground, crush it underneath your heel, and, you know, leave us alone. All right, Tyler, give me your hot take. Is this a a good one or a bad one for you? I, it felt very foreign cinema, you know, if that makes sense, right? Uh I feel like with the exception of like Chinese big budget movies, right? Like, the most it seems like other countries like cinema made for from like French like this is a French movie right or like from that area it's I shouldn't say French it's like French Hollywood I don't know where that is but they are like the used to be the second biggest movie market next to the U.S. right and this is like from that sphere it's European right? um, so if you want to know it is a Polish director. French actors, and I believe it's in coordination with some Swiss people as well. So it's like three countries kind of got together. France bankrolled it, which is why it ended up being three colors, red, white, and blue for the French flag. That's what I'm so saying. it is French, but also it's a Polish, you know. But yeah, it's well, very saying, European, like, French movies, language film. Hollywood yeah. movies have British directors and, you know, German actors and stuff. Like, you know, I'm just saying it comes right. from, you know, that. And they seem to have these movies that are much more subtle, I would say, than American movies mm-hmm. um, in general. Not to say there's not subtle American movies, just like they tend to like, I don't know, because their movies are also all lower budget, it seems like. So maybe it's just the budget thing. But um, it felt very it's much like some of the other, you know, which I guess, yeah, to your point, it felt like a lot of, you know, those, it didn't feel like, you know, like a Wes Anderson indie movie. But it felt like a you know one of these little little indie movies. Cody, let me just derail us for a second here. Have you seen all of these AI generated Wes Anderson movie trailers? Yeah. Oh my no, I've gosh, I've never wanted Wes Anderson to direct Lord of the Rings and Star Wars so bad in my life, and now I'm just like, it, it was would be amazing. It was fascinating to see like what a computer would think. Where like you look at it and you're like, man, why do all of our blockbusters have like stupid art direction, costume design. Like, you know, you look at that and like a computer was able to say, 
what if we just made all this real fun, colorful and whimsical, you know? And it was like, this is so much fun to look at, you know? I mean, and it the begs the question, did, why aren't more people out here, you know, having a good time? The computer didn't do anything. It just looked at every frame, which Wes Anderson, I think the reason it works so well with his is you can beat it an entire movie because he frames everything very carefully. And like, I mean, he's made at least a dozen films and it's just like, hey, this is his vibe. And yeah, so, like, I mean, you could feed it any other director's body of work and I don't think it would get as consistent a you wouldn't get as consistent mm-hmm. a return as you do with Wes Anderson, which I think very is why specific it works. visual style. Yeah. But oh, it's so funny. And the fact that like I do think I will give this. So a lot of people, yourself included, seem to be like the AI is doing it. Here's the thing. This is obviously like the people using this are very good at directing the AI and editing it to like they probably have a lot of garbage they cut out because the mm. fact that Owen Wilson <laughs> is every masked evil bad guy character tickles me every time. Yeah. He plays, I know he plays Sauron and Darth Vader. And there was another franchise. He played the big bad guy, but he's just always like, wow. (laughs) It's just a clip of him going, wow. With like a really bad, cheap, like voice changer over the top of it. And I love it. Um, Yeah, no, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Now, this is not a Wes Anderson style movie, to be clear. All right. It's not like Mm -hmm. everything's red. I did have a note that says there's a lot of red, but there could be more red. (laughs) I was promised (laughs) three colors, mostly red. (laughs) And I feel like I wouldn't say mostly red, you know? Yeah. uh, No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I do think once you know it's a Polish director, the story makes a little more sense. We're like, all right, this is this is pretty Polish. You know, it's a Polish guy masquerading as a Frenchman. Anywho, since you asked, I'll tell you, I enjoyed it. And honestly, the the reason we did this movie, I'll just precursor before we go into spoiler town. Is because it has 100 percent on Metacritic, which is really rare because Metacritic is usually like way more brutal than. Rotten Tomatoes is. Um, so Metacritic, it's like once you're over 80 on Metacritic, you're like, oh, these are like top movies of all time. And so whenever you get one that like hits in the 90s, let alone at 100, you're like, OK, well, now I have to check this out. What was going on with this one? So that's what got this movie on my list to begin with. And uh, we've arrived. I made you watch it. I'm going to have to go back and check out the other two movies in the franchise, if you will, in the color verse, uh, however you want to say it. <laughs> we're talking about a multi not a multiverse uh a cineverse all right a cinematic universe of movies based on a color and we're here you know who said indie movies couldn't sell out you know hold on talk to me you got something this movie has 11 <laughs> reviews on metacritic two of them mm-hmm. are the guardian one of the guardians reviews is only an 80 and one of M- and Empire gave it an 80. So mm-hmm. this thing having a hundred percent is just it's wrong. I don't know what to tell you. The numbers don't lie. All right. I mean, maybe it's Metascore. <laughs> is it Metascore, not Metacritic? I may have, may have misspoken. I mean, it it's got all them listed, and then at the top it says 100. So I mean it's giving well, it a hundred, right? Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna do real quick before we jump into the spoiler town rants, right? We're going to debunk some stuff here, okay? So what what do we got here, Cody? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, this isn't going to help the time delay, but 
I think it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes as well. 100% tomato meter with 63 reviews, 94% audience score with 25,000 plus reviews. Sorry, I've had to click show all reviews six times. Okay. And it's taken me to a different page each time, which I find very annoying. Okay. Define that by 11. So this movie should have a 96.4. Oh. So do you feel well, betrayed? Let's just cancel the episode, to? you know? Should we just bail on it? I think, we, I mean, yeah, let's do it. Let's get out of here. I will tell you, this movie's old enough. Um, it has reviews. It is funny. So the reviews are first off, there's duplicates and it's by different guys, but whatever. We're not, we don't worry about that. These are by major people. And, uh, I was like, oh, cause it's from the past. But then I'm like, no, no, these are like, these are reviews from when it came out. Mm. So for the Chicago sun times, I didn't realize that this guy, you did reviews for him. Cody, give me a guess on who did the Chicago sun. Uh, times. I just, I just Boom saw review. it. So it's Roger it's, Ebert. It's, it's our boy, Roger Ebert. Roger. Raj. Yeah. Raj the yeah. man. Chicago. I have so much less respect for Roger Ebert now. Yeah, First off, absolutely. Dealing in a hundred points. He couldn't have told yeah. me if it was good or bad in four points back then. And I don't respect his opinion back then. You know, I don't know. You know, yeah. Well, Tyler, I think that uh, that tees it up, don't, wouldn't you say? Cody, I think it teased up so perfectly. Hop in my Jeep, all right? Hop in this Jeep Wrangler, and let me <laughs> jump a curb and almost roll our way right into Spoiler Town, USA. Oh, yeah. Where the Tyler, spoon- can I have the can I have the honor of going first? You can, but I do want to give <laughs> you, you a heads up, up that I have. One, two. Oh my gosh. Four. Four full pages. I probably have maybe one page, so we'll see if I can even make five. All right. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm going. All right, Tyler, you brought up the Jeep Wrangler. Let me tell you, watching this movie, I was like, it looks, and maybe just because it's European and everything looks so old because everything's been around for a while. I was like, man, this looks like it could have been in like the 80s, the 70s, maybe even the 60s, you know? But then the Jeep Wrangler always pops up. I'm like taken out of it. I'm like, hold on, this is an old world. This is now. This is the year 1994, and we have Jeep Wrangler. It was so it was such a modern car. And every other car in the movie was so bland, you know, to have the red Jeep Wrangler. It really took me out of it in the best possible way. <coughs> I, you know, and I I had an idea when this movie came out, but I kept questioning it. But then I kept seeing that Jeep Wrangler and I was like, I guess we're in modern times. I guess so. Let me (laughs) talk. Let's talk about. I don't know. Here's the thing. I I don't want to sell this movie short because I did like it quite a lot. And I thought it was very good. You know, just to get before I get into my gripes, I'll tell you this. I think it actually had a really strong story. It was a little slice of life. Maybe not as much as you might have alluded to. I think once you get through halfway of the movie, you're kind of clear on what the plot is. And then by the end, you're like, oh, there was actually like a cool, coherent story to this movie. You know, I really, I enjoyed the use of red colors. I thought the actors were really good. And I thought especially like all the camera work was really strong. So a lot of the camera pushing they did, um, some of the perspective stuff, I thought it was really great. I really enjoyed that part of it. Now let's get in the rest of it. This woman, look, 
I I was trying to explain to Bailey what this movie was about because I really didn't know. And then I read one thing and it was like, woman kills a dog. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I can't read anymore because I just need to watch this. Anyway, she doesn't kill the dog. She does run it over. And look, when you run over a dog <laughs> and you're in the middle of a city, you know, there's no way she's going over like 30 miles an hour. That dog was bloody. You know, I don't know. Did she have like a wench on the front of her car or like, Mad Max style spikes. I don't know what she had going on in her car that she made this dog so bloody, but don't worry. The dog survives. My favorite thing is that the dog survives. She takes it to the vet, whatever. She's keeping the dog for a little while. And then like the next day she has the dog out. She's like, all right, I'll let you run around. You little rascal. Just don't run away. It's like, hold on. This is a dog with a record of running away and not just running away, but getting hit by cars, namely your car. So let's not, let's not just let the dog go. It ends up being fine. Okay. So it's fine. All's well. that ends well. The dog survives. The dog has seven puppies set puppies, as they would say in France. And you know, that's great. But <clears throat> as much as I like the main female protagonist, uh, she's an idiot. You know, she let that dog go. She shouldn't have done that. He's a bad girl. Okay. Let's talk about my next favorite item slash gripe, the tiny cups. You know, when you're going to be partaking in some pear themed alcohol, there's only one way to do it. And it's with the teeniest, the tiniest little glass goblet possible. I mean, we're talking maybe half a shot can fit inside of this thing. And that's being, that's being pretty generous. And she asked for more. I'm like, you bet. I don't even understand. Look, I thought I knew how alcohol worked. And I thought that a shot was like the smallest amount people drank alcohol in. And then they whipped out this little half shot goblet. I'm like, what are they? I don't even understand. I understand what we're doing here. I need one. I need tiny goblets. <laughs> Imagine me pouring my, my Red Bulls into a little tiny goblet, just two sips at a time. Just and you got to refill. I'm ready. for. I mean, you couldn't eat. You couldn't even put a carbonated beverage in this little thing, you know, because it would bubble over every time. I got so much joy out of the tiny cup. And when she took a drink and the cup wasn't gone, I was like, how do you you nurse the tiny cuts, the smallest possible cup? Oh, man. Let's talk about this. There is a man who's being cuckolded, all right? It's Red Jeep Man. And, you know, he does like any good soldier will do. He calls. Here's the other thing about this movie. It's so back in time. It's like we're dealing with, I don't even think anyone has a voicemail. They they allude to someone you didn't turn on your machine, but I never hear anyone check their voicemail. This is a time where, like, you called someone and they either weren't home or the line was busy. You know what I'm saying? You know how long it's been <laughs> since we've been dealing with, hey, the line was busy, couldn't leave you a message. You know, that's that's like pre-Seinfeld era, you know? Anywho, so he's out here, he's calling his lover, she's not answering, so what you gotta do, you gotta climb, you gotta go peep in the window, you know, that's the only way to find out what's going on, to solve yourself, oh my gosh, how am I out of time, Tyler, what happened, Uh, origin story for parkour, that's what I'm getting at, (laughs) parkour is French, I know that, this movie probably kicked off the trend, there we go. Tyler, did you really not start your timer, I've been over for a bit. Cody, I started uh, the timer so late because <laughs> you said it and I was like, oh, no. Oh. Let me tell you, I Googled cuckold to pull up the, <laughs> the, the straight definition. It's like yeah. Webster's Dictionary and then just a solid page of nothing but porn sites. And so, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <Some>. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, 
I'm glad I spelled it right. So that's how I know. Um, so oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. Hold on. Let me, let me undo. Let me get all my pages ready here. And then I'm just going to hop in. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Cody, let me tell you my first note. What is going on? That's my first note for every Cody's movie. What is happening? What's going on? I don't understand it. They never explain it. They're always like, you always read the, the, description thing and it's i didn't for this one it wouldn't have helped because every time i read it it's always like oh a a, a student on holiday meets a, a lord that's banished from his kingdom and they go on adventures of magic and whimsy and then it's like random person meets random person and they go to dinner end of movie and i'm like you none of the things in your description came up. None of them came up. Their nationality didn't come up. Who they are didn't come up. They didn't even say their names in this movie. You know, like it's those kinds of things. And I felt this really hit that on the head. I did. They did say some names. Those come up later. Uh, my next thing, I have a question for you, Cody, and you can't talk. So I'm just going to ask it to you and you can maybe answer it later. Why do you hate English? That's what I need to know. Why is a Jeep in France? Are the Germans back on their bull stuff again is that why the jeeps in france that's the only reason jeeps have ever been in france don't worry cody we're gonna circle back on the france thing because one uh, let me just skip here to my last note just so we can say i say they were swiss the whole time i don't know if you caught that at the end this movie takes place in switzerland i was like they're in france 100 it's all french they're speaking french they're french he's a french judge most of my notes have to do with the french they were in switzerland the entire time i said they were swiss the whole time my universe has been irreparably something because i said rocked but then i say rocked again in a second and then i crossed it out couldn't think i'm so flustered my world shattered my dome rocked what happened all right what's going on they they why do I feel lied to? I feel cheated. I feel smeckledorfed. All right. That's what I feel right now. Cody, let me tell you about these tiny cups. I drank a lot of alcohol. I drank not very much brandy. Brandy, wine. I hate wine. Brandy. I taste a lot of brandy flavored stuff. Never really had brandy. Let me tell you, Cody, let me tell you about sipping on alcohol. I don't get it. If I'm doing alcohol, I'm doing a shot. I'm going to slam that alcohol. I sipped on whiskey, but those people who put like the tiniest little bit of whiskey in a cup and then sip on it for an hour, I'm like, dog, this is two sips. All right. I would spend a lot of money at the bar. Okay. I would be bartender. I would say, can I have another? And I got asked more than once by a bartender. Really? (laughs) In that tone. And I would say, yeah, dog, I wait. Maybe you don't understand this bartender, man. I weigh over 400 pounds and drink a lot of alcohol. We're going to need at least three of these before I get my buzz on. All right. So I'm not wasting my money on these tiny goblets of brandy. These people they are out here sipping. No, slam it. Get weird. All right. Get in there. Start throwing the rocks back. You know what I'm saying? Cody, cuckold. This man was not being cuckolded because the whole thing of being cuckolded is you're into it and you're watching. You can't, he wasn't watching. He was being cheated on is what you were looking for, Cody. Cheated on. That's what you were cheated on. All right. That's sorry, Mr. Uh, sorry, Mr. Out. We were looking for cheating on. Okay. Let me go back to the beginning of my notes and just know that I thought they were French the whole time. Okay. The, I put the French would kill a dog for a bad movie. 
And then the dog was really hamming it up. And I said, get this good boy crossed out girl, an Oscar. Cause that dog was acting its little heart out. It was so good. We love the dog. All right. We love Rita. She's a good girl. Hopefully they didn't actually hit her with a car, but they probably did. And that's sad because they did for facts, kick a dog later. And then the guy, Jeep guy tied a dog up. Why did he tie the dog up? And then he just has the dog. This is what I have. One of my notes is, did they just cut out whole paragraphs of dialogue and scenes? And Did they remove two hours worth of movie from this movie after it was made? Because there's jumps where I'm like, what? How they made a point of showing this man going out to the middle of nowhere, tying up his dog and then driving off. Like he's abandoning the dog. He's going to go kill himself. And then it's like, cool. Now he's on the ferry with the dog, idiot. It's like, what? what? Why? What is happening? I'm glad the dog didn't get abandoned in the middle of nowhere. But why? <laughs> Where did he? What? There's no. Ex- I have. I care so little for this man that I'm like, why? You're like. Look, they both did it. They were soulmates the whole time. They're just like the judge and his wife or whatever. So I'm like, cool. So she's going to cheat on him and then leave him. Is that what's going to happen? I cared so little. This Jeep guy could have rolled that Jeep and died in an explosion. I wouldn't have cared. All right. Tyler, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Great points. You're right. Why did he tie up the dog? We'll figure that out. I have to dispute the cuckold thing. It says here... Look, this is from Oxford, okay? So I don't know what kind of word sites you're using, but according to Oxford, which is a university, it says a man whose wife is sexually unfaithful, regarded as an object of derision, all right? So it means your wife's cheating on you and everyone thinks you suck because of it, all right? Am I crazy? That's all it says right here. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you're out here saying, you know slurs because you're like that's not what it originally meant that's what you are you're that guy right now that's who you're being i don't even you're out I here Googled like define cuckold you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's all i got you know I'm, I'm, just, I'm not out here it severely dropped off after the mid 1800s that's what you need to know people stopped using this word and you know what it's gone up slightly since 2019 so good for us well yeah because now it's a fetish cody it's a, that's what it is a, thanks fetish. internet fetish all right let me tell you, the amount of porn sites on my Google right now, tell me it's a sex thing. OK, that's all I know. Right. And all I know, here's why I know. Besides that, there was a man butt in this movie. There was a butt oh, and they Tyler, lingered on this. the butt. It wouldn't be a French film without a little whoopee. You know what I'm saying? Someone's got to be making whoopee and we have to see it. I've only seen a few French films. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this is my favorite, but I would say it's my second favorite next to Amelie, which is also it's a much lighter, more delightful film. But people make whoopee in that one, too. You know, it's the signature of the genre. That's what you need to understand. It has to happen. Otherwise, France would not have funded this film. That's what you don't understand. Right. It's got to be a French, butt. that was probably a French, butt too. It's like you could have yep. all, you know, you have any other European Oh, and I like French, but you're right. They talk about how they're Swiss citizens. And like I said, this movie is like Poland, Switzerland and France got together to like make this film. Okay, let's talk so, about this. Like, you talking right, about these countries right, getting like together. Swiss. Well, no. Okay, hold on. Hold on. France hold on. funded we can't get it. Into the that. rest of the people are just from those countries. I don't think Poland. We can't get into that. <laughs> but why is the movie so French? Like. 
All they the architecture French. looks super French. All the awnings, there's like French titles on the restaurants and stuff. So that's what I don't understand. Like, I'm willing to buy that it's in Switzerland, except it looked super French and was in French the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Am I they crazy? speak French in Switzerland. I thought they spoke Swiss German. I think both. I think it depends on where you are. Because <coughs> uh, I have a friend who moved to Zurich and they I, speak I German. think they're German there. But it's like they've got, got it. Rome, Romanish. Romanish, German, French, Italian. So I think it's like Switzerland is such a melting pot of the, all these, all those different, like French, German, and uh, gotcha. I see. I didn't Italian. know that. It so does think, say all the filming is in Switzerland. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the filming locations, and they're all in Switzerland. So there where you are go. they in Switzerland, though? Oh, um, Geneva. Mm. Geneva mm. mostly it looks like. Yeah. yeah, which I believe they speak French in Geneva. Like Zurich, I think they speak, which I'm looking at it. Geneva is like Geneva's encased in France and Zurich is like encased in Germany. So that would make sense. Look at all the culture we're getting. We're learning so much about the world around us. Mm -hmm. Tyler, I know you got a lot of notes. I don't have that many. So if you want me to get through mine or do you want to trade off, how do you want to do this? You know, like a lot of mine are kind of dumb questions that did get answered, but we're just like calling out the insanity most like i would say a good six of these notes are just about so this chick is a hoe right like she is a hoe like she is definitely sleeping with everybody but like also valentine no valentine is the girl michelle is Mm -hmm. the guy on the phone michelle michelle yes is also the worst right like he michelle's the guy that's like why didn't you answer? Oh, I got locked out of my apartment. Wow. Yeah, but you didn't answer. So why didn't yeah, you answer? Yeah, he's a douche. Like he's a douche, right? To borrow a word from the French, he is a douche. Like he deserves yeah. to get cucked, right? Yeah, no, he's all all primped and polished to get cucked. Man, okay. Well, I'll share a few a few of my thoughts. Share them. Um, I enjoyed the use of color. You know, the scene. There were several scenes that were just kind of, you know washed in red wasn't the whole movie but there were a few really good scenes it looked like the throne room in um the last jedi you know there's some scenes like that it was great i liked the large banner was in red the final shot is in red as well so i don't know i just enjoyed that it is interesting that it's like red white and blue for the french flag i think the director was like yeah now we would have done other colors too but it ended up being french so it was like great (laughs) we'll do that (laughs) right being like the thing of his little three i don't know it just it's so interesting to me that this director made three movies and can, it's, it's not even like oh well francis ford coppola did three godfather movies like over 15 years it's like no this guy made three movies at the same time released them like six months apart of each other and got nominated for oscars for them you know just really a unique scenario for making this movie I really like the camera work and it starts off with like them going through the phone lines. And I was like, Whoa, this is trippy. And then, <laughs> like but the then it ties in immediately. It ties in immediately. Cause like, Oh got it. This guy's tap wiretapping and you know, listening to all these other calls. So I liked that. It was clues. You, you kind of talked about like whenever we do a Cody movie, it's like, okay, what is that? Immediately. You're like, what even is happening? Like what's going on? Which I would argue is the hallmark of a good script, you know, good writing, presents you with several questions to begin your journey and it, you know, and it probes your mind and it gives you something, you know, you, it's a puzzle to figure out, you know, that's what I like. That's what a good Cody movie is all about. You know, 
I mean, yeah, I guess. But, you know, it's just like maybe sometime we could just watch like a normal, you know, critically acclaimed movie that isn't like, like what? I, I watch know. all those on my own time and right. you never watch them. So then I make you watch the real weird ones that I would never watch otherwise. You know, mm, that's, that's how true. this works. I got well, hey, I give you a heads up. When I watch a movie, I send you a little text. I'm like, hey, I just watched this, you know? Yeah, but then and, no, no, uh, you're no, no, welcome back it at up. any Let's point to be you like, hey, this. I watched it too. Let's analyze the, the interaction that always happens here is you say, hey, I just watched this movie. And I say, cool. Do you want to do a podcast on it? And you go, nah, I don't think it's worth doing a podcast on it. So I, it's, you are the one that doesn't want to do it on all Here's these the thing. movies. You, you have asked me if you want to do an episode on it before. Usually you ask me that when it's a movie, I don't care about. You never ask me when it's a movie. I'm like, definitely we should do an episode on this. You know, Cody, if you got stuff to say about, I think a, we're disconnected. Not a movie. Just say I watched I air won't. and you weren't like, Hey, you know what? I'm in Matt Damon's backyard. We should definitely do an episode on that one. You know what I'm saying? Should. We should, if you These think it's your good, bros. you watched it. You probably like, go to the same Dunkin' Donuts as Ben Affleck. So let's do it. Dunkin' Donuts is trash. I saw, Air, you know my I saw Air's less sexy cousin, Blackberry. You know, I'm out here seeing all the movies. But did you watch Tetris? No. No. Too sexy. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Um, I really enjoyed the themes of the movie. Once I figured out what they were, like what was actually going on. I was, I was also very confused at the beginning because it starts by her being on the phone with her like lover. And he's like, obviously in a different country, whatever. And then immediately there's a guy getting off the phone, goes down to his red Jeep. I was like, hold on. <laughs> Is that her lover? And he's lying to her that he's out of the country. Like that's what I thought at first. And it took me like 40, like maybe half the movie to figure out that wasn't what was going on. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I get the confusion. It doesn't help that the names are in, you know, a different language and you don't always put the names to the face. Cause there's always people on the phone too. So I was like, oh, those are other names that you never put a face to whatever. It's fine. Do they I ever really say the guy's of- name until the end? August. Augustine? I, did they say August? August? Yeah. It took a while, I think, to catch his name. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be see. clear, like his name is August. If you were like, if you were born in an English speaking country, it would be August. It's just spelled right. the Swiss way. Her name is Valentine. Her lover's name is Michael, but spelled in the Swiss French way or whatever. But I was just like, nope, he's a man named Michelle that Michelle. we just have to live with it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how it goes. I will say there were a few things I really enjoyed about the movie um, theme wise or whatever story wise. I really liked um, she plays the lottery and she wants the lottery to go bad so that she has good luck or whatever. Cause there's the time where she wins and the guy's like, Oh snap, that sucks. And then something bad happens. I forget what anyway. And the same thing happens when red Jeep guy goes to leave. It, th- it shows the three cherries when he goes and finds out he's been cucked. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I really, I thought the judge was really interesting as a character. Um, he eavesdrops on people. He turns himself in for it and gets, you know, charged with invasion of privacy. Um, and he obviously really likes Valentine. And at the end of the movie, he's kind of, you know, he's like, you know, I just didn't meet the right person. Maybe I, I should have met you. Right. But then, and that's where it goes back to, Oh, there's this other judge who's going through basically the same thing. Right. He, yeah just became a judge and then he's been cucked been cheated on and you know, all this stuff. He abandons a dog, but don't worry. He doesn't abandon it. So I just thought it was really interesting. Cause at first I was like, Oh, is this like a time warp thing? Or like, that is him. That's or what like, I thought too. We going, 
Yeah, like time I thought travel. we were seeing him. Yeah, I thought we were seeing him at the same time, but also it's him in the past doing the thing, but it wasn't because Jeep's weren't that like model of jeep was later and that's how you knew well i thought this is him from <laughs> no, the future know. he's come back in time oh, and he's squatting in this abandoned house that might be a better movie anyway so i thought that was interesting but i don't know i, I really enjoyed watching that take place and one of my favorite thing the judge talked about was you know he has judgments he regretted and he's just like you know what like i'm the way i was because of the opportunities i had and the way i grew up if I was in all these people's shoes, I probably would have done the same crimes as them. You know, I, I thought that was really interesting that like him looking back, he's like, I wouldn't have acted any differently. You know, I thought that was fascinating and I was really enjoying where the story was going. And I realized like, oh my goodness, young judge is going to meet Valentine and they're going to, it's going to happen for them. It's going to be great. And then the fairies crashed. <laughs> my yeah. note for that is, <laughs> my note is, oh dear. Mine was, so, oh my goodness. I was so, I was like, this is going to be such a cute, sweet little romantic ending. And then it's like, anyway, He's a crashed. thousand people die. Yes. Like, ah, no. Oh, and, and the yacht that the lady was going on with <laughs> the, the weather lady. Yeah. Weather lady was like, I'm going on a great trip. I'm going out on my yacht, English channel. Going to be lovely. So yeah. look, this movie is anti-weatherman, which is how we felt. And I thought that's great. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So on that note, Roger Ebert, in part of his review, he talks about how like the film trilogy, Red, White, and Blue, are uh, an anti-tragedy, an anti-comedy, and an anti-romance. I think this is the anti-romance. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, I don't know. Fascinating movie. Interesting way to end. So like what happens then? Does it mean that are they still going to get together or is it like they were, but anyway, tragedy happens. So don't even think about it. Well, you know, I think what does it mean, here's what I got, got from it was it showed them, you know, him saying, where am I supposed to go? Her saying, Oh, this way, you know, like the stewardess lady saying, Oh, go this way. Mm-hmm. And then her turning back down the ramp saying, where am I supposed to go? And then her saying uh, up the ramp over here. So it's like, <gasps> she's going to say, Oh, you also go there. And then it's going to be credits. But then it's like, no, she goes up and then, rain and you're like cool i guess and then 1400 people Death. dead <laughs> but they're two of the yeah. people who survived and it's like oh but now they'll be like hi my name's august i guess <laughs> yeah no they didn't look like they were in any shape for a meat cute and i mean perhaps the worst meat cute in history is being seven of 1400 people that you know seven survivors out of 1400 people on a ferry i don't know yeah. So there you go. The last, my last note. Um, and then, you know, I want to hear a lot more about you and how, how it went for you. Fun fact. I talked about this being a cinematic universe. Well, the fairy survivors are characters from the trilogy. So the main characters from the other movies also survive on the fairy. Uh-huh. This is the last movie in the trilogy, I believe. So yeah, fun little Easter egg. <laughs> when you go back and watch blue and white, just know those people also undergo a horrible tragedy and are the lone survivors of, um, you know, a terrible ferry accident. Yeah. When they were going through all the names, I was like, I thought that kind of, I was like, are these people I should have known from this movie or are they from the other two? Cause I saw that there was the one other one and I was like, is they from other movies that this, in this series? Cause I didn't know it was a trilogy. I was like, is there a bunch of these? And it's like all the colors or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got to the end and two Swiss people. And I was like, oh, so they died. 
because I thought they were French. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. I was like, oh. I can't believe they teased it like maybe the two people we were interested in. Nope. But no, they did survive. Oh. All they had to do in this movie was kill everyone else. Uh, that's all you got to do to meet your true love is sink a ferry across the what English are, Channel. You know, not a bad price for true love, 1,400 souls. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I mean, I, I, I'll get into it when I start running through my notes, but yeah, I have, my, I have theories I, about why maybe that might have yeah. required 1,400 oh, souls. I did have one last thought on the camera work. I really, you know, I talked about it zooming through the phone lines, but then later when she goes into his apartment for the judge's apartment for the first time, you see the camera moving left and right and it's like her view of the apartment which i really i really enjoyed being like oh right this is how you would enter the apartment you'd look around and you'd notice things but then the camera instead of cutting to her it pulls back to her i was like man there's some really cool camera maneuvers they do in the movie and um i just thought all that was really great really interesting script well acted i really like this one there were some odd quirks and things but like i liked enough that i might check out the other two movies and he has one or two other like acclaimed films as well in his repertoire. I'm like, I might have to check this guy out. He's kind of cool. Yeah. I definitely so, felt so, some of these movies that we've watched. I've been like, this was not done well, or this was not a good movie, but this one, I felt like mm-hmm. any of the parts that I was like, what the heck? What, what, what? <laughs> you know, I, I feel like it came across much more as a, I thought to myself, what is wrong with the French people again? Cause I thought they were French, <laughs> not right. like, this is weird choice for a movie. Like it felt believable. Like it felt like it may have been just like more of a cultural difference for the target audience and me, between the target audience and me. And I think that's why it did. I don't know if you saw the awards that it won. Um, I saw the nominations. So I think it won several. Do you want to, do you want to No, just nominated? Sorry. Got nominated for three Oscars. So I get why it got nominated, yeah. right? Because it's like it, I mean, it executed on a lot of the stuff really mm-hmm. well. Like it felt believable in all its, in even the weirdest moments that it had, it felt like, oh yeah, this is something that would happen. Yeah. These psychos in and, the other, this other country. Yeah. And speaking of the awards, it's kind of interesting. To, I always think it's interesting to look at when a film is nominated for an Oscar to look at what, what else was nominated and what won that year. Kind of interesting. So this was the year where, the main movies were Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Nobody's Fool, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and a few others. Those are the, some of the Little Women. Those are the main ones that I've like and where I have seen. So I mean, when you think about it, it's like okay, well, what was big that year? Forrest Gump, Shawshank, Pulp Fiction. I mean, I'd put this movie up with those. Definitely better than Forrest Gump because Forrest Gump kind of sucks. But Forrest Gump won maybe Best not- Picture, didn't it? Yeah, but it sucked. Cody, um, how dare right? like, you? It's when was the last time you saw? When was the last time you saw Forrest Gump? You know, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, the 90s probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, compared to Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction, I would take. You know what I'm saying? Like Forrest Gump is the worst other, and I think I would put this one not higher than Shawshank or Pulp Fiction, but I would put a little bit below that. I'm like, this is a very good movie, really interesting, well done, and it's a much different take than those kind of films you know it's very different to see a movie made in europe versus what american films are doing those days but yeah so it was nominated for a cinematographer director and writing i think yeah i think it would have won had it not been so so much so insanely psycho in everything it tried to do 
<laughs> um, That's a good point. So do you want me to run through some of these notes that I've got here? Yeah, hit me with a few things. Have you seen, okay, out of those movies, Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, have you seen all those? I have never sat down and watched Shawshank, and I honestly could not, I can't remember Forrest Gump. I know I've seen it a couple times, but I don't remember. you seen Pulp Fiction? Well, yeah, we did an episode on it, didn't we? I know I've watched I, I didn't it remember if we since did. Uh, we've been doing the podcast, so yeah. Okay. I was just curious to see if you'd, you know, Pulp Fiction's Shawshank's the, great. I've seen him more recently. I never really liked Forrest Gump because it's like, you know, the story of his life and it's a boring, not cool action movie. And I was a child when I saw it. Yeah. yeah so I didn't I saw like it in it. college and because uh, I was like, oh, this is a classic. People quote this all the time. I got to watch it. And I was like, that was fine. Not good enough to like beat out all these movies. I'd know. say between. OK, so between all of those, right, they, the ones you listed, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, uh, Forrest Gump and this one. Forrest Gump is the the mass appeal movie of that group. Like it is the lowest. Yeah, that's what's kind of weird about it is that it's it won won for best actor, won for best film. Yeah. So I think there were all these, you know, like it was Quentin Tarantino's second movie and one of his best. And Shawshank was like a weird sleeper where like it did really poorly in theaters and then became like this instant like VHS TV movie classic where like everyone discovered it later on. We're like, Oh, this is fantastic. And it's mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman and uh, Tony Robbins. Tony, well, what's that guy's name? I forget his name. Tony Robbins. The other guy. What's his name? Anyway. Also Morgan Freeman was listed as he was nominated for best actor in a leading role, which is weird. Cause he is not the main character of that movie. Anywho. Talk to me about this movie though. All right. So here's, here's what I guess. So I got this. Uh, so um, after talking about your. Tim Robbins. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> it was Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Not Tony Robbins, motivational Tony Robbins. speaker. Tim Robbins, motivational actor. Yeah. Um, so I did. Uh, I want to know what I wrote. Is, did, this, did this hoe just go in when she just walks into the judge's house? I was like, did she just walk into his house and be like, the yes. door was open? And I'd be like, cool, get out. What are you <laughs> just walk into someone's house because the door's open in the middle of the night to say, hey, I ran over your dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> just if that's OK, it's a PSA. Everybody, let's wrap for a second. Right. You know, lean back in your chair, get comfortable. I'm going to spin my chair around. Pop my leg over it, sit in it like a cool teacher. Okay, let's wrap. If you're running over a dog in the middle of the night and you go to that person's house, all the lights are off, don't walk into their house. I don't care if their door is wide open, don't walk in there. Even if you're not, I understand in the US, you're going to get shot. You're going to get the shot. door is unlocked. Really, the owner's asking for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're saying, hey, whoever wants to use the door, you're welcome to it. You don't have to have a key. If you don't look like, you know what I'm saying? It's saying if you don't have a key, you're eligible to use the door. Just, right? It's so there's the. The, you know, my upbringing <clears throat> in me saying you're being rude. And then there's my modern sensibility saying you're about to get human trafficked or murdered. Okay. Like just don't. I did have that thought don't. where I was like, huh, I guess she's going in. But I also like, as a woman, wouldn't you be like horrified to enter a strange apartment at night? You know, whatever. It's fine. But it's a house. I think it had the a look house. of a house. And so it's yeah. a house in Switzerland. 
That's rich. All right. You'd be lucky to get human trafficked by those people. Right. They're rich. Yeah. Uh, Probably. I don't know. Are they? I don't know if a house costs any more than it does in like, look, let's you know, I'm saying, okay, let's back it up for a second, Cody. I'm just sitting here just thinking like "Ah, houses are way more there than they are here, which is factually incorrect for sure. Right. Because I just had it hit me. In the terms of the ranking of most expensive places in the world, not just in the U.S., in the world to live, where I live is absolutely on the, in the top 10, probably top five of any list. Well, hold on. Top five. You're stretching. Okay. Look, okay. you're, Let's you're forgetting it. places like Tokyo, London, oh, am I? Hong Kong. Oh, hold on. London's like the most expensive place in the world. Oh, am I've I? Get I've out of here, it. Tyler. I've Googled it. I well, think you vastly underestimate out. how much you're getting beat out here. by San Francisco and New York, but you're close behind it. Like as a state, Massachusetts is one of the more expensive, most expensive. Oh, states, Massachusetts is not that expensive as a state. If we're just going off state. Oh. Then it's not that bad. It's Boston area you're saying is. Well, the thing is, the other thing you got to consider is this is 1994. So it's like a house in Geneva, in 1994, you know. What are we told? Was Boston a hot market back then or no? I mean, the Afflecks, you know, they hadn't even made Goodwill Hunting yet. You know, mm. they weren't even on the map. People had never heard of old Bean Town. I'm just saying modern, modern times, right? Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking modern day. So here's the problem. <laughs> I've clicked on three lists and then I'm like, oh, that's crazy. They have all these weird cities, these different cities on here. Maybe Boston's coming down. And then I see and it's like the time is several years ago and i'm like oh that's why <laughs> they got you this is how they get you anybody who's thinking of moving to boston all right this is how they're gonna get you they're gonna show you data from 10 years ago and they're gonna be like boston's cheap to live in and then you're gonna move out here and realize like it's fighting san francisco for one of the most for like its slot all right on the most expensive well, places according to this your rent prices in boston are nine percent higher than in geneva but everything else is a little lower in Geneva. So here's what I am finding though. So I've found everything here, right? So it does look like several US cities. This one's more recent. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where they're pulling their data from, but the article itself, April 15th, it looks like all those traditionally more expensive than Boston cities finally leapfrogged us. So the cost of living by comparison is coming down, Cody. I did it. I'm winning. Okay. I beat the system. But also this says LA is more expensive by a lot than San Francisco, which I feel like, but then other lists. So this, so the previous list was like, oh yeah, LA is number three in the world or something. And then this San Francisco, Mm. not on the list, but these lists that stay in the U S are like San Francisco, way more expensive than LA, which is correct. Yeah. It's hard. Cause I think some, you have to take everything just, into account. Like San Francisco, the housing, I think is probably going to be more, but you might save on a few other things. I don't know. So, I mean like this list, like I said, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's way cheaper in Geneva. Their stuff is way more expensive. Like you're paying a lot more for certain foods. What's Cody on your list. Let me just, let's back. Right, since we're we're off here, we're going down this line. What's the median home value? Or do you have that? Do you have the home value? Um oh man. How much it costs? How much is this house, this domicile that this See, man living costs? Okay, there's rent per month and buy apartment price. So I'm assuming 
and it's in francs. <laughs> oh, Cody, you're failing oh, me right man. now. Hold on. I swapped it. We swapped it. All right. Renting an apartment for a one bedroom downtown. You're talking 2200 bucks for Geneva, 2700 bucks for Boston. Mm. And then buying per square feet, you're looking at 1700 in Geneva, 1000 in Boston. So it's more expensive to rent in Boston, but it's cheaper to buy in Boston. Man. Oh yeah. That don't that doesn't make any sense. What <laughs> is the housing market? What are we even doing here? Let me tell you. Why is it so <laughs> What have we done to ourselves? Yeah, I did oh, send man. you recently. I sent you a meme where I was like, "Don't, don't buy a house. The mar- housing market will come down." And it's just that. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure about yeah. that? I t- my my house has gone up quite a bit since I bought, and I bought it during like the boom where I was like, "Ooh, this might not hold." But and then, hey, the market could still crash. But is it going to crash where my house is going to be worth? You know, is it going to dip from where I'm at to where I were? I don't know. It might not. Honey, let me tell you about the real struggle that i'm dealing Someone with right bought now. my house for a hundred thousand dollars and i bought it for seventy thousand more dollars than that think about that right, you know what go. i'm saying i've got it i found it yeah in it now all right yeah right. yeah right. we watched a movie for this just yeah. to talk about cost of living i found that I, we we're on people, the same people, thing they arrive for the movie but they stay for the economic discussion you know they stay for me feeling betrayed by cost of living calculators looking up and being like <laughs> yeah it's totally cheaper or the same price as kansas city and then i get out there and they're like oh psych we updated our stuff it's 87 percent or something insane more expensive and i'm like I went from paying $750 a month for rent to over $2,000 a month for rent. Yeah, Tyler, you got played. I have a decent... You watched watched Goodwill Hunt and you thought, you know what? Boston's a town for the people. You know what I'm saying? And then you arrived and you were betrayed. People who live around here are like, that's so much for rent. And I'm like, I... And then there's like... Co-workers who moved and renting from somewhere else. And they're like, that's so much. And they act, they're like, oh, I pay so much less. And I'm like, cool, where do you live? And they, they're like, oh, Fall River. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I don't want to live here. That's like being like in New York, someone being like, yeah, I pay $1,800 a month or $3,000 a month for rent. I'm like, why do you pay so much? I only pay eight bucks a month. Where do you live? Oh, I share a shipping container on the docks with 80 other people. It's like, cool. <laughs> I think we have a different standard of living here, man. I think yeah. that's what you're missing. You're missing the standard of living disconnect. Um, I want to have, I don't want to have to drive somewhere to wash my clothes. That's, mm-hmm. I feel like the yeah. biggest thing that costs money here. Let me tell you about mm-hmm. the weird spot they put ovens, oh. okay? Because a lot of these apartments even were not built for an oven. Mine was. But looking at a Explain lot of these. Explain that to me. Do people just go to Duncan for their sustenance and so they don't cook? Yeah, what? back in the 1800s, they'd go out to Duncan. They'd say, dunks, <laughs> give me some dunks. And they would dunk the, the dunk in the dunk dunk in the Duncans. And then they'd give it yeah. to you and they'd be like, thanks. And that's what they would do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, also a lot of these apartments were houses and now they've split them into like 18 oh. apartments. 
Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's a fun thing. You know, the kind of you thing get the that, most awkward layouts. I, I stayed at an Airbnb in St. Louis and it was one of those where like, oh, yeah. renting a whole house. Got it. And then you show up and they're like, well, what we've done here <laughs> is the main floor is now its own apartment. The second floor is its own apartment and the basement is its own apartment. And yeah. your bed is in the living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like from the main bedroom. It's like, well, if I look to the right, there's the kitchen. <laughs> there's no door. <laughs> and if I look out, there's the actual living room, which uh, also no door. <laughs> so how is this a bedroom? You may ask. I don't know. I don't know, but it is. All right. Yeah. They're asking play, too many questions. They play fast. <laughs> you, you know, here. Which, that's what I like doing when living. When I rent a house, I'm looking for a place <laughs> where I can sit in my bed look out the front window and also turn over and have, you know, the stove, the stove clock just blurring into my eyes. That's what I'm going for. Well, yeah. Cause the stove is, you know, <laughs> awkwardly in the middle of the, in the middle next to no counter in the middle of your <laughs> tiny kitchen and you're, and there's like going to be a side room with the sink in it. And then there's going to be counters and your fridge is either going to be in that tiny weird side room that was like, I don't know where they kept the scullery made or something. I don't know what they used to, what it was for back then. It's so funny to see these. And every time I've gotten to the point when I'm looking at apartments, if I see that oven in the weird, stupid spot where the, because it's obviously like pressed up against the chimney struck that's holding up the entire house. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, all right, no, show me that one again. <laughs> just reject this block it. I yeah. don't want to see it anymore. Is it's so frustrating. I'm like, I don't want to live somewhere that's haunted. Okay. That's, I feel like that should be doable here, but it's not. Um, but anyway, back to my notes about this movie. <laughs> so don't go into stranger's house. That's how you get shot in the U S I feel like even in Switzerland, you have, that's like, if you get shot, I feel everyone's gonna be like, yeah, you just, you just went into the house. Like there were some moments where I was like, oh, someone's about to get shot. If this was an American movie, someone's back is exploding. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, right, this is foreign. This is European. No one has guns. But then they started doing stuff so sketchy that I'm like, someone is getting shot. Okay. There's like some prank guns. calling a drug dealer. <laughs> someone is loading up their muskets right now. Like they're about people are about to pop off. Right. We're about to whip out the dueling pistols and yeah, like, ceremonial on, dueling man. pistols. And, You're going to yeah. get sorted. Like if you keep climbing on balconies and just walking into strangers homes. This is how you get rapiered, you know? <laughs> Look, and then I here's this thing. I said, I would shoot this lady if she rolled up with this energy. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Like, Life is different she, when you're a Swiss French ballerina model, you know, you have no, you have fear of no man. That's what I, I've learned. I took several notes in rapid succession here. Okay. This is all around her going in um, because I took the, the the note about her energy. Then I said, wait, did, did her and Michelle meet? Is there meet cute Michelle hitting her with his car? Is that how they met? Answer me this question. Yes. Did Michelle hmm. hit Valentine with his car? Wait, and when that did, is how on. they met. Hold on. When did that happen? Okay, so she calls Michelle, or she's on the phone with Michelle after. Oh, right. Okay, I was, I was getting Michelle confused with Red Jeep Guck. No, no. Yes, no, got no. it. That's August. Michelle on the phone. Michelle on the phone. Like, do you remember how we met? Oh, if I'd never stepped out into the, the walkway, into that gap, we never would have met. And I'm like, so Michelle hit her, definitely, right? 
<sighs> hit her with the car. I don't know. And then they're like, oh my gosh, we're in love now. That's definitely, like, she's like, I ran over a dog. He's like, that's not funny. I can hear you <laughs> laughing. I'm like. <laughs> Michelle is a psycho. He is a maniac. I want to see his face. He's got to be packing some heat. You know what I'm saying? What does he have going on that it's like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do a long-term phone relationship with a maniac. <laughs> you know what and I'm saying? Also, why is he what around is he all these on? countries? Like, what is, why is he like, we're in Poland. Dude. Our car got stolen in Poland. We're in England. We're going to Spain next week. Then we'll be in then we'll be in Germany and then Italy the next week. What are you doing? What are you doing, Michelle? I are you a, know. you're a di- like you're it's some kind of crime, right? Like you're what are you? I think this guy so a diplomat or a criminal. This, There's no middle ground. This guy definitely hit her with his car and then said, I have to go. Here's my phone number. And then just left and has never left his house or something. Like he lives somewhere and he's like she's like where are you oh yeah i'm in germany this week and it's like no you're not you never left your house you're just trying no i mean since there's already a cinematic universe i think we need a movie for michelle and it's like a dark psychological thriller where he like torments women or something you know what i'm saying or like we get into his dark under seedy underworld of black market whatever he's into you know what is the likelihood that Michelle is a character in another movie? I'd say 45%. I mean, we're it's a 50-50 maybe. Like, I feel like Michelle is the sidekick to the main character of one of the other movies. Oh, Probably the, right. com- the comedic one. Here we go. We're doing this. We are doing this. We're looking at Michelle. Where are you at? Where are you at, Michelle? <laughs> oh, man, he's not very high up on the awesome. top cast. All right. <laughs> you got it. We never see his face. It's probably just like the voice of the director or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, he's oh. not even listed. Oh, oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. There's no photo on IMDb. It's not looking good. All right. He's not listed. He's got three credits and they're all from. Nope. Yeah. TV movie, a TV special and this movie. So this is definitely he's, just this director has a crazy friend that he knows will be a yeah. psycho whenever they call him. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, hey. Oh, I have this buddy. He hosted it. He hosted one episode of a telethon in 1989. All right. I take it back. He's got four credits. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's just a crazy person that they're like, I know a guy that we can call and he will pop off with some genius. Why doesn't he have a photo? That's what I wanted. I mean, probably just because he's pre IMDb, but yeah. Right. So I I have another note here. (laughs) It just says. French people are dicks. And that's all I wrote. Cause they were just the way they were talking to each other. I'm like, you guys are being so rude to each other. Like, Oh my gosh, the fact that you are speaking a language where you're going to sit there and talk about how much, like how correct you need to be with everything and like how proper you need to speak. You guys are just douchebags. And I can't, it drives me nuts the way the French people are about their language, but they're so needlessly rude and then they're like americans too like they're always smiling and being like weirdly polite and taking way too much time to talk it's like dog in the amount of time it tells it takes me to say thanks bye hang up the phone you're gonna still be saying your douchey farewell thing that you're gonna say Dude, to avoid saying I goodbye believe, i couldn't believe how many times like someone said something that seemed like really rude and then they just moved on <laughs> like they didn't address it you know where he's like and i forget what they were but there were a handful in the movie where i was like 
Oh, seemed like a dick move. Okay, but we're we're not batting an eye. We're just moving on. All right. Sounds good. They're so mean. Everybody in other countries, they're so mean. All right. And it's so funny because the people you see respond to it the most are like the British, because I feel like they're confronted with it so much and they just learn to brush it off. So there's this like nah, non-confrontational to the max where they will just brush it off. But it's like, these people are so mean. I think I'm going to say right now, war with the French over just for reason when underneath reason, general dickery. That's what I want to put there. Well, general, you know, what's fascinating about that? Um, I've listened to some really interesting radio stories and they, there was one and it was a black woman talking about her time in France. And she was like, fun fact, the French like they, well, they said most French people have a very positive view of Americans, but especially black Americans because of the jazz culture Mm -hmm. in France. And so she talked about how, yeah, I moved to France and then I don't know if she was involved in the music scene or I forget, but she was like, people loved me. It was great. I had an awesome experience as I assimilated and my accent got better and better. People were meaner and meaner to me because now you're no longer a black American. Now you're like a black immigrant from, you know, somewhere in Africa or like a neighboring country. And they are not very kind to immigrants there, mm-hmm. which is true of many countries anyway. But it was so, so interesting to be like, oh. When I had bad French, people loved me there because they knew I was American. And then when I had good French, they were really rude to me because they were like, yeah, you are not welcome here. Not crazy. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. Most of Europe, it is so funny when you see Europeans <laughs> talking bad about Americans being racist. And it's like, my guy, my brother in Christ, your country <laughs> you know, is still like he, has racist laws. Well, it's funny because like, it's like they... Europe is the original racist. You know, it's like, hey, you know who's awesome? Europe. You know who isn't? Everyone else. Should we go invade everyone else and colonize them? Absolutely, yes, we should. And, you know, every other country has at some point or another been under the flag of Italy or England or France or Germany. You know, like all these places have been colonized by European nations. And it's fast. It's amazing. I mean, you know, the history of it all. So fun, so interesting. But yeah, no, they're like the OG racists. Like we get our racism from their racism. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is is so funny because it's like, look, ours is, I think the difference is like race, truly racist people in the US are way more in your face about it. You will just not hire someone because you don't like those people. But I'm not a racist. Like, that's the attitude that it seems like they have. Mm. Like, I don't like those people. And if you thought of who I meant, Cody, that makes you racist. (laughs) I just said those people. (laughs) I'll be honest. In my head, I thought of like the the, like English people not hiring Irish people. But you thought of Mm. somebody. Everybody who will ever listen to this thought of somebody. And I just want you all to know you're racist against those people. And if you would just admit it. And move past it, we could get, it would be, everything would be better. All right. That's all I'm saying. Also, French people in general, you started World War One. Come at me. Okay. You did. It's your <laughs> fault. All right. You didn't start World War Two, but you, you the didn't French? deserve it. You, you, I mean, you dragged a lot of people down with you. All right. That's all yeah. I'm saying. France, you've taken a lot of people and you've dragged them down into the muck with you. All right. And let's just, also, you know, France is in the unfortunate position of like, oh, there's going to be a European war. Well, a lot of our battles are going to get fought in France. <laughs> so like not a smart country, you know, when there's a land war, France offers a lot of battlegrounds and places for I'm just terrible saying, battles look, to happen. Oh, if let's say, okay. If 
if there's a dude that you've got some beef with, all right, or like that you you've made some comments, he's like he's squaring up, and then you square up and you say, "I'm not hitting you, bro. I'm not hitting you, bro." And then you spit in his face and say, "I'm not hitting mm-hmm. you." And then you smack him across the face and say, "I'm not touching you." I'm not touching you. And then you spit in his face again. And then he punches you and you say, oh my gosh, he's hitting me. No, come to my rescue, America. Come send your psychos that are going to line up in the face of a machine gun. No. Then you started the war. All right. And then, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hundred years ago. I think it's time for justice. All right. That's what I'm saying right now. Are you saying it's time for World War III? I say it's time for World <laughs> War Three. Germany. Come on the right, come Do be on the right thing. side come this time. On. Germany, you have the opportunity to be on the right side this time. <laughs> you, you say it worked out great for Italy. All right. That's what I'm saying. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> let oh, me just, Tyler. I wrote down for anything else quotes. about the movie. Or <laughs> yes, this is about the movie good. where she said, like, I just wanted to highlight a specific thing. I paraphrased it. All right. Let's see. I right. paraphrase this conversation. You don't want your dog? Nah kill yourself that's basically what she said to him okay she said stop <laughs> yeah. breathing oh that was awesome and i don't know if that is it might be like a trademark of like european or french cinema but i love the snarky lines of like but yeah no she was like she was just like why even bother breathing then <laughs> i was like cool. lady she he just love like i don't want the dog anymore there were a lot of really bleak lines like that where it's just like, eh, what's even the point? And they just, you know, they just take the blow and they move on. So I got to really like that part of it. It was like the equivalent of like, you know, in a Western where there's like the cool guy one liner or like a Bond film yeah. where he's like, look at how suave I am. But like, it's the just really morbid equivalent of that where it's like, yeah. you might as well be dead. And he's like, you're probably right. I think he even says good idea. Yeah, that's what she, they really like, like just stop breathing. Then he's like, good idea. And then he goes into his house. They really like really teed it up so many times of like making you think she's going to go. He's going to have killed himself every single time yeah, they went yeah. to his house. It's like, oh, he's definitely dead. Um, So I said, who is Jeep guy? 45 minutes in. I have no idea. <laughs> so um, oh, Jeep guy. there's a. Oh, yeah. The Turkish. I have a note about the Turkish catching strays. Cause she's they, she's like oh, I think someone messed with my lock, put gum in it, and the guy's like, "Dang Turkish!" And I'm like, "What the heck is that a thing?" <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many you know random how mischievous things. The Turks are <laughs> like, like, that's what you the know Turks how are. Those known. Turks like they're chewing gum and they like sticking it places. Oh, they the so the pen. I have a fun note about the pen because I I don't know if you know about this. Cool. I love pens. All right. I like okay. expensive pens. I had nice. the same brand of pen that this pen was Ooh. is a Mont Blanc. It costs oh, at least five I've to $600, probably Ooh. several thousand. I had a very cool one. It had like a dragon etched on the outside of it and had the little Mont All Blanc right. logo. Very nice. Um, And uh, yeah, they are very nice pens. If you can't afford one and you like pens, I recommend them. They're fancy. They're nice. It's they so hard to commit that much to a pen because spending that much on a pen, you're saying, hey, I'm not going to lose this because <laughs> I know for me, oh, I'd lose it. I'd lose it in a heartbeat. Oh, I have no idea where my Mont Blanc is. But fun fact for anybody who wants to like, you know, if you're out, you're on business trips, you're going, you're traveling. Uh, it may be difficult right now, but if you can bust your way into China and buy it from Mont Blanc in China, they are way cheaper there. <laughs> Ooh, 
and you buy Did them. Do you have any trouble getting that through customs? No. Did you have to pay a big old fee? I mean, I didn't get it. It was a guy that um, worked for the company I used to work for that bought you a can bunch get of some- them. Good stuff in Hong Kong. My friend got like this suit tailored there from that famous suit shop that all the presidents get their mm-hmm. get a suit from. And the guy anyway. did that too. He got a bunch of people suits. Some he cool got stuff. He said he bought himself. This was a rich guy. He bought himself like thirty suits because what he did was he went into these places, and he's like, "I'm gonna spend." So we went into the Mont Blanc place. He's like, "I'm gonna spend as much as one pen costs." So he got right. like fifty Mont Blanc pens mm-hmm. to like give out his gifts and stuff. But they were, yeah. you know. $700 if you bought them in the States. Yeah. And uh, then he went to like the fancy tailors and he's like, I'm going to spend like $2,000 what you'd spend on like a super nice tailored suit. And so yeah. He said he like, he's like, I think he said he had to roll it back a little bit because he ended up getting like, like a ton, like I said, like a couple dozen suits. Yeah. Like way too many. Yeah. I think it's like one to $200 for like a tailored custom suit that where you pick out the yeah. pattern you pick out the lining they'll let your name in it you know they'll stitch your name in it and it's yeah yeah like he it's basically all custom and he they did, can do it in a few days he got a bunch he said he got a bunch where he went he got them and uh they made it because they put them together and he's like is it possible to get them and then just have them like assembled untailored essentially so that he could then later in life like 10 years from now take it to a tailor and have it tailored for him or someone else and they're like yep hmm. So that's what the, so he's he, got all the material. Basically. Yeah. He's like, they put it together in such a way that like, oh, just like a it. basic suit. Yeah. But then you'll tailor it. And so he's like, yeah, then you can Instead take it to a tailor and they'll tailor it for maybe a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, tailor measurements are interesting because they're international. Like yeah. every tailor uses the same measuring system. So it's like, you can just say, Hey, give me my measurements and you can send it to a tailor somewhere else in the world and be like, Oh yeah, no, I can make this. And he had the suit he was wearing was one of them. So nice. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, my friend showed me his. I was like, this is awesome. I put August cool. was Frodo, right? <laughs> right? What? There's a seat. Like he looks He's, like he should play no, Frodo. No, or? no. There's a seat where he, he takes his Mont Blanc, taps on the taps on the window, right? Hmm. With the Mont Blanc pen, which I thought very poetic. Yeah. Um, she's sitting there with her yacht owning uh she's sitting, I don't know. I don't know what his title would be in this cuckold relationship. It's but Sancho. Sancho. The Sancho. Sancho. <laughs> just a just a melange of all cultures. But yeah, so Sancho. Yeah. So he's like taps on there and she runs out after him. And he's hiding under there. And they get it's like the Lord of the Rings with the Nazgul. You're right. Well, it's funny because that was one of the times they tease, like, oh, he jumped off the bridge. Like that's what I thought it was gonna be. Like he got her attention, then killed himself or something. And then yeah, he is high. I did not see that coming at all. Him so, hiding under the thing. I have like one more big <laughs> yeah, note. Yeah. So, I, you know, because most of them, you know, we covered the butt. The like him. The, I think it was Michelle saying, I think so. She's like, I, do you love me? So uh, here are my here are my guesses for who this guy is, for who the judge was. OK. Um, It's the old guys. OK. God. Jesus. Time traveler. Ghost. Genie. Murderer. Darth Vader. Is he Jeep guy? <laughs> this was most of them. I wrote down. I started just going through all of the possibilities when he came to this, the fashion show. And I was just like, who is this guy? Is he supposed to be God? Cause they like, he says something in that conversation where he's like, I think, you know, I'm like, she is. They started deluding. I'm like, is this, is he supposed to be like, 
retired, <laughs> like I retired over it, Jesus or something like that. Like I've retired and now I'm lit. I, who are you? I'm a retired judge of souls or something like are you supposed to be like jesus or peter or something like what are you Mm -hmm. who are you um also i did have a fun fact before we jump into your theories of who the guy is the guy definitely definitely sentenced someone to the guillotine he was a retired judge in the 90s the last use of the guillotine Mm. was 1981 oh my goodness 1981 wow all right now you know that I'll tell you, I don't he? know who anyone is in this movie. What you think he's not just the judge? I think he was symbolic for something. It felt there was too many lines that he was like he's talked about like who are he's like I'm I'm a judge I'm just a judge I'm a judge I'm a judge these are the things and then I was just like are you, am I supposed he to has a feel whole like, human backstory you know like oh he I don't was, think that he, he was actually like that but I think it was like. What's the symbol of him? Yeah. What is he supposed to? I mean, it's like he's trying to. I don't know. It's because the last shot, too, there's his broken window and he's crying and looking into camera. Like, is he crying because he's has regrets about his life or is he crying because he's happy that they survived? Or does he feel like he has some sort of redemption because young judge has a chance at the life he didn't get? Hmm. I feel like it was happy. I thought that's what I got from the tears. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, is he sad? Did he not see they well, survived? But I think he, he was really, yeah, happy and relieved that they survived yeah. the very accident. I don't that's, know. Is he just that old, wise grandpa that is in love with his granddaughter? <laughs> that wiretaps his neighbors? Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, is he like the wizened old man who's like, I want you not to make the mistakes I did, you know? Yeah, it did feel like he was just, he was a, at his core, he was an old guy with a lot of regrets. And he, uh, wiretapped his neighbors which is you know an interesting mm. arc for a character to have um yeah i did think it was funny that the second the other guy became a judge he also like crawled up on someone's balcony to spy on him and i was like is that just is that a prerequisite for being a judge yeah. in france again because mm-hmm. i thought they were in france it's the best way to judge is to you know you gotta spy. see it. you gotta see the butt and then be like all right what are we rating this butt out of 10 and also is he guilty Cody, do you want to try to identify what a note is? I know what it is, but I th- I never get to play this with you. So yeah. I just want to see. Yeah, yeah. So, no, this is good. So, you got this, Grandma. Push it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The bottle. Her trying to recycle the glass bottle, which is also fun because not only was like the bottle in the hole, like I didn't understand how it wasn't going through. It is a trademark of the series. There is an old person recycling a bottle in every all three movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's your stamp. <laughs> Got <it>, grandma. <laughs> Got this grandma. It went on for so long. There were four, you know, like probably half a dozen times where I like did the like jump forward 10 seconds. And then yeah. like most of a couple of times I felt like oh, I might have missed something. So I would zoom back. Didn't didn't miss anything. It was just yep. lingering oh, yeah. on like a shot for way too long. And I was like, mm-hmm. skip. Oh, um, yeah. And that was kind of one of those moments. But I wanted to know if the old lady was going to get it. She got it. I mean, she needed some help, but she did it. Push it. I just imagined like Larry from Spongebob. Push it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is there anything else, Tyler, you want to hit on? I mean, we've covered everything from, you know, World War One to the cost of living to the housing costs to 
Swiss, you know, just Swiss Tyler, demographics. Isn't it good to know that you could afford, you know, you could afford a rental in Geneva? Yeah. It Does is, that make you proud? I mean, it is like, you know, I sent you a bunch of random psycho texts about how much engineers that I do get paid around the world. You well, know? Tyler, wouldn't I think about this? Reframe your life. Instead of having to commute to places you want to go and being like, hey, I'm right next to Walmart. That's convenient. You could be living on one of these Swiss streets where like, I got a little French cafe thing downstairs. I just crossed the street and I met, you know, you know what I'm saying? You could be living that city life, riding your Jeep <laughs> over the curbs and hitting the w- dogs at will. <laughs> just That is something that shocked me that I should have recognized that they weren't in France, I guess, when I saw this, is the amount, like the cars looked normal, right? And normally in these yeah. European movies, it's like, that's not a real car. Come on. Like, that's not real, but it is. Oh, my and goodness. The- I just pieced it together. The license plates say GE on them, and I had no idea what it meant. And now I think it stands for Geneva. <gasps> They're probably right. <sighs> that probably is right. Oh, all right. There we go. I, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I don't even know. Where are these licenses? I mean, France, I guess, but no, it's Geneva. Like, because I think, like, he had a Jeep, and I saw, like, there was, I mean, Cars that you would see in the U.S. at the 90s. Whereas I, I feel like whenever you show like England or really any European country in like the 90s, it's like, wait, these are not real cars. Are you making yeah. this up? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I misspelled Switzerland so badly earlier and I'm embarrassed about it. Get to the Swaziland page. Is that what happened? No. How Honestly, bad did I you just it? typed out Swiss. And then put Zer land. And I was like, Google figured out. <laughs> like, I, I was just like, I don't remember how to spell it. It'll figure it out. Oh, man. But I mean, I we've really covered a lot. And I think I liked the movie. I think like a lot of the other movies we've talked about, a lot of the other indie films, it mm-hmm. executes. I would say it goes so far as to say it's like executes perfectly on the story the guy set out to tell i think unlike some of the ones that i don't like i felt like at the end i understood everybody and their story i feel like it purposefully started very confusing and all over the place and everything kind of focused down as time went on okay hold on i think i may have had an epiphany i think i know what happened with the dog okay recall the judge is like take the dog whatever i don't care it's yours she's yours now whatever i don't whatever young judge abandons his dog but then he comes back for it. Redemption. He's not like old judge. He's young judge. He's better. He's still a cuck, but he's better. Am I right? Did I come up with something? I think you're Did right. Did I do it? I feel like you're Arr! right. This is normally something I read in the trivia. I'm like, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I watch movies as a professional. <laughs> I don't get any of this stuff. All right. Okay. Okay. You're saying it was well executed for the story they were doing. Any other thoughts on wrapping up red? Um, I mean, I like, I was just think that it did the thing that sets these kinds of movies apart, kept everything simple and yeah, like it had a simple premise, simple story, it kept the dialogue tight, mm-hmm. um, very rude. And like, I would say they cut out more than they should have. I think they went at this, this script with, with a chainsaw. <laughs> like, I think they really brutally ripped some lines out. Cause there was some parts where I'm just like, it almost feels like you cut out the middle of the conversation. Like they had mm. the conversation and then you cut it out. Yeah. Cause there was some 
wait, what? You know, like, like yeah. you should take the dog. My mother died last Tuesday or so, you know, like that kind of like, what? <laughs> How did we get here? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, Cody, I looked up cars in Switzerland. Yes. Second page, Jeeps, several Jeeps, lots oh. of Jeeps. So it's believable. We're here. We're doing it. We're figuring okay. it out. So here's my look. I will echo some of those thoughts. I I really enjoyed it. I thought there was some really interesting dialogue. I enjoyed the characters uncovering the story. It was a little confusing for a bit, but you know, maybe that's just the language barrier. Um I, once I pieced the story together, I thought it was really interesting. I was ready for a really nice little ending. And instead it was like this bittersweet. You're like, I'm glad they're alive, but what on? <laughs> <laughs> Only a Polish man could come up with something, you know, where it's like, shall the lovers get together? Well, they won't die. Like, hold on. <laughs> that wasn't the question. I didn't want to have to answer the question. Did they die in the ferry accident? Anywho, I'm teetering between a couple of grades. I want to know your grade and then I want to slap a grade on it. What are you going to give it? Would you be shocked to know that I'm so engrossed in shopping for Jeeps in Switzerland yes. right now that I totally forgot that we grade movies. Like, here, let me send oh, you a link to I'm not Jeep surprised. in Switzerland. All right. um, hey. It's hard because this is one of those movies that I don't think I'd recommend it to anybody. But like if I knew someone like you that's like a film buff or like wants to start being more of one, you know, like start yeah. getting into the or indie or different movies, I would definitely recommend it in a heartbeat to them. So I will what go. What about you? You know what? I will give it, I think it does, it deserves, I'll give it an A. I won't give it an A plus because I wouldn't rewatch it over and over again. But I went, they won me over. The fact that they turned out to be Swiss, not French. If I'd I known that going in, you know, the movie would have been <laughs> yeah. so much better from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, well, this is interesting. I, this movie did a lot of good and it almost, you know, it almost finished it off strong into like an ending that I would have really enjoyed. It went for the interesting ending instead, which I greatly respect, but it kind of knocks it down half a letter grade maybe for me. Um, cause it was such a curveball, but also I respect <laughs> it. It's getting, it's getting an A minus for me. I almost went A minus. You, too. you, you gave it, I was between B plus and A minus. So, I mean, you liked it this one more than me. I think we got to rename the segment. You know what I'm saying? Like you're out here. Let's look at the last few Cody corner. I mean, we both gave a B to some like it hot. Where else we got? You gave an A to Paddleton. I mean, Tyler, look at, you gave a higher grade to, oh no, that's a different one. Hold on. Where's this one at? B pluses for Patterson. I mean, Tyler, you like these movies, all right? That's what that's what I'm here to tell you. Blue Valentine got a B from you. And I mean, come on. You're a Cody's corner guy. I think you're you're in it. Cody, I gotta tell you, okay. They just, you know, I'm just gonna come clean with you right now, okay, Cody. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was raised where I was, you know, to, you know. You don't like fancy movies. You don't like fancy food. Mm. You don't like musical theater. You don't like Mm. Regency stuff. You bully those kids so that they bury themselves so deep in coping mechanisms or in the closet or they don't make it out of high school, Cody. That's what we did back then. Okay. You know, like that's where we're coming from. Okay. Now, who's the kid that I can bully all the time? It's me, Cody. But let me tell you, Tiffany and I, we're watching a Regency-based D&D game. 
Can you imagine a nerdier thing? And I am so into it. I'm about to start watching Bridgerton, Cody. I'm this close. Oh my god! I'm this close to kicking off Bridgerton. There's too many butts. It's too saucy. Cody, I need the Regency. I need the untouch, <laughs> the touch of the ungloved hand as they hand oh. the thing. Okay, that's what I need. <laughs> Tiffany and I busted out the fans. Okay, we've got these fans that oh, Tiffany owns, stop. and we busted them out no. to dramatically, like, oh my goodness, whenever things saucy no. happen. Okay, like that's how into it we're getting. So that's what we're dealing with right uh, now. I love musicals, Cody. Yeah. I was forced to go see Wicked when I was in high school. Oh my gosh, it changed mm-hmm. my life. Okay. It's so good for any of you out here that are like, I want to go see Lion King. Lion King sucks. You don't go see it. It's Mm. a terrible musical. Have I seen it? No, but I guarantee you it's not better than Wicked. Okay, do it. You think only gay dudes see Wicked. Well, first off, that's homophobic, Cody. All right. Second off, it's amazing. Okay, I love the music. I saw it last year. It was great. It was really, really good. Okay. Here's another secret for you. The Tinkerbell movies. Amazing so good there's so much drama to him don't look at me and say no because here's the thing you have just established that i am more into the artsy movies thus making me the artsy movie critic and i'm telling you tinkerbell movies are where it's at right now yeah disney when's the next tinkerbell movie do we need to do the thing by the way (laughs) let's get bob eager in here and we'll uh we'll get him to spill the The beans on that the dead movie critic no bob eager no that's roger ebert all right, close enough. Okay. Roger Ebert is dead. Yes. Good catch. I'm talking about Bob. Look, look. Disney CEO who wasn't the CEO for a minute. And then they're like, backtrack, backtrack. New guy sucks. Get Bob back. And here we are. Yes. I'm, I'm trying this to. The Lakers game the other day. Lakers down 3 and 0 in the series. Real bummed about it. I really thought LeBron might be able to get a. What would this be? His fourth or fifth ring? I really thought he was going to be fifth ring. I think. I thought he going to be able to do it. No team has ever come back from three and zero in um, in the playoffs. So, looking bleak out here, Cody. There is a chance that you may have to do it. You may have to be the one to do it this time. You may have to be um, the one. See if I can find it. Because oh, LeBron and like here's the thing, Tyler. All three games were winnable for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They were within striking distance in the fourth quarter of all three games, and they dropped the ball every time. LeBron, the game before last. He dropped two easy breakaway layups and it was like, I don't even know what's happening. And then they lost by like six points. It was like, that was four points. I don't understand. They were right there. And you know, it's hard. Hold on. Hold on. It's coming. It's hard out here to be a fan (gasps) of the most successful basketball franchise of all time. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, Cody. I, I have it. I have the, I have, I have the device done it. I pulled it up. It worked. All right. Divine the film. Divine the film. Leon the professional. <gasps> oh, so French. We're on a run here, my guy. <laughs> We're doing it. Is this movie oh, in French? This one, I have no idea. I don't think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure it isn't. This is interesting because Natalie Portman just commented about this movie. It's a Natalie Portman film back when, from when she was just a child, when she was just a little one. So this will be interesting. All right, Tyler, we're on a roll here. Oh, yeah, yes. this is going to be good. Well, I want to thank every Tyler so dejected. He, he ended on a high. He gave this movie an A, and now here we are. He was talking about his love for Wicked and the Regency and all kinds, and I'm so sorry. Look, I don't think it's that French. Like, don't get me wrong. I just think there's either a French actor or a French character or something. All right? 
It's going to be good, okay? Don't worry about it. It's marginally problematic. It's going to be great. want to thank everyone for listening, for putting up with, you know, <laughs> the cost of living discussion and everything else that goes with it. You can share us, rate us, review us wherever you find your podcast. We are opinion havers. We're on social media, allegedly. And, you know, you can try to hit me up. We'll see. We'll see if I answer or not. Tell us what movies you want us to see. And until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Let's look at this Jeep here. Oh, God. 38,000 CHF. Is that Frank's? What is that? What's CHF? Uh, I mean, they go by the Swiss Oof. Frank. So I don't know if that's what the CHF All right, is. There we go. You know? Oh, look. Here's the thing. I kind of. Unless it's like a Wrangler Rubicon, like classic Jeep build. I don't know if I like the Jeep look of their like other cars they make, look, you know? Cody, it's just, it's the top one I found. It's a compass, you know, and it, I don't know what to tell you. CHF Franks. All right. It's one to one, basically. It's one. Oh, wow. 38,000. Man, Jeeps are so expensive. It's crazy. Oh, oh it's got air conditioning. All right. Well, I'm sold. Are we still doing the post show thing? We're still doing like the oh, trailing there thing? There we go. Let's go ahead and stop recording and bam, we're done.